Art of Visuals community and welcome to the Art of Visuals podcast, a content series to inspire the creators, the mavericks, the hustlers, and the visionaries who believe that art and creativity have the power to impact and change culture. This series was created for you, the explorers of the world. We're here because you're not alone on this journey to becoming your best self. This series shares real authentic stories direct from the world's most talented creative community. These stories are meant to inspire, motivate, and educate you and the rest of the AOV family. With over a decade of experience in entrepreneurship, content creation, and self-development, the AOV team is here to create a new kind of culture within our community, one that inspires action, love, growth, and fulfillment. You are now tuning in to the AOV Podcast. What's happening, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Art of Visuals Podcast. My name is Prince, and I am your host, and today's guest is Fernando Meron. He's a nature and landscape photographer based out of San Francisco, California. Fernando, welcome to the show, brother. What's up, Prince? I'm excited to be here, bro. Thank you so much for having me on. Dude, I'm stoked to have you. For, for, for those that don't know, Fernando goes by the name of FirmShots510 underscore on Instagram, just in case you don't recognize him by his first name, Fernando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a complicated name. <laughs> and this, I, I don't think it's complicated, but you know how it is. No one knows anyone's. Yeah, name. exactly. They, only know, they know people by their Instagram handles, you know? And so, I get that. Are you Frame Shots? I'm like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to the show, bro. I'd love for you to get us started by giving myself and the community a little bit of background on yourself. All right, so so I'm 21 years old now. I was born and raised in El Salvador up until I was 15 years old, and that's when I came to the United States. Um, I didn't speak the language. I had to learn everything. I had to learn how to communicate at the age of 15. I grew up painting and drawing, so I've always been in, in, in a really artistic environment. I just never thought that I would ever become a, a photographer. I mean, I never even thought I was going to be able to buy a camera, you know, where I come from. Uh, it's really hard to get that kind of money. But yeah, that's basically my background. Grew up painting, drawing, around artists since I was a kid. Yeah. I love it. How long is your hair? Dude, I don't even know. I've been <laughs> I've been letting it grow for like over two years now. Dude, I love it. <laughs> You guys can't see Fernando right now, but he's got long, long hair. <laughs> Dude, tell us a little bit about what it was like. Um, I mean, you're a real first-generation immigrant. Like, that's all. Like, dude, you moved here at 15. Like, you know, I know a lot of people that, you know, moved to when they're five, moved to when they're eight. But, I mean, you moved here at 15 years old. You've only been here, you know, six years. You're 21. What was it like growing up in, you know, in El Salvador? That's a good question. So El Salvador is a really tough place. It's it's really easy, really, really easy to get into, you know, gangs and all of that. And, and I myself got into it when I, at some point, you know, and, and I'm glad that you asked that question because I, um, I don't think I've ever talked to this. I, I've ever talked about this to anybody else unless that person is close to me, but I've been in gangs. Like, I've been there. I've been in the streets. I've been, I've done things that I'm not proud of, you know? And, you know, it's just, growing up in El Salvador, you see a lot of violence. Every day, it's a lot of violence out there. 
Go ahead. Yeah, it's very, I, mean, I imagine it's very normal for you guys out there. You just, at some point, you just get used to it, yeah? Yeah, you know, it's, I used to walk to school every day, and I was, oh, I'm the kind of person that my wife is like, why are you always staring at people? Like, why are you always, like, around and looking around? And I'm like, I got used to it since I was a kid. You know, like, I used to walk to school, and, like, almost, you know, almost every week I would, like, either get chased by someone trying to rob my phone or, like, trying to rob the money that I didn't have, you know? <laughs> but, like, yeah, I mean, it's tough. You know, you have to be alert. You have to be aware of your surroundings because you never know when someone's just going to come to you and, and pull out a gun on you and give me your money, give me your phone, you know? So what's the culture like outside of, or some of the good things, I guess, outside of the, the bad gang violence and, and some of the deeper rooted problems or challenges, family, family, Fam family, life is, is, I believe life is a lot. It's simple. It's more simple than over here. I mean, it's a really small country that you can travel in like, six, seven hours and, you know, driving. So it's, it's, life is more, I mean, I was, I had my, my whole family's out there. My dad is here, but uh, my mom, my sister, my cousins that I grew up with that are like, you know, my brothers, my sisters, we were always together. We were always together. We ate together. We lived together. We grew up together. And I think that's something that I don't have here in the United States because everybody's just so busy. You know, it's just like, oh, just to go and visit my, you know, my family, our family members, like an hour drive. And, you know, it's just over there, life is more simple, I, I guess. Right. You have, you have less, but I think that simplifies your life a lot. And, and you don't, you don't care about a Gucci belt or any of that, you know, it's just, it's your family, you know. Right. That's kind of cool. You get the both, you know, the best of both worlds. You get to, you know, remember and experience where you came from. And then where you are today, and then working on engineering where you're headed, uh, which is a really beautiful place, you know, to be in. I'm curious, how did you, how did you, what was your first exposure to artistry? I mean, look, sounds like you grew up painting and drawing and stuff before photography. How did you get into art uh, in general? So, um... My mom is, uh, she has a hair salon, so uh, she knows everything about color, dude. <laughs> she's like, everything about color and all of that. So she, she's like a very artistic person too. But when I was at the age of, when I was four, I believe, four or five, um, uh, so she's married now, I have a stepdad. Um, they got together and he was already a painter. He loved painting and all that, and uh, so when he moved to our house, so we moved together, uh, I guess is a better way to say it, he had his like professional table for like drawing and all of that. He had canvases on the side and paint and all of that. And I was a kid, so I would kind of grab everything and like start painting on my books or something. And then at some point he's like, okay, you want to paint? I'm going to buy you your own supplies. Don't touch mine. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, he just like bought me my, my first canvas and like, uh, you know, watercolors or whatever, and I just started like painting and drawing. And once my my mom and him noticed that I was really getting into it, they uh, I started going to classes for that. And I didn't go to classes. I probably went for class uh, to classes for like two years, and then after that, I just kept on doing it on my own. And I just loved it. I, I thought that that was something that I was gonna do for a living at some point. And who knows, you maybe 
Yeah, I mean... You're young, bro. 21. <laughs> yeah. You got the whole... So much life ahead of you. So let's take a step back then, or I guess a step forward from where we were talking about art and drawing and painting. How did you get into photography? Where did, where did that all begin? Okay, so when I came to the United, uh, United States for the, to, leave, to stay here and live here at the age of 15, I kept on taking classes for art classes at school and in high school. And when I was a senior, um, I was in my class, my art class one day, and this lady was giving a speech about a college, um, an art college and all of that, and I was not paying attention at all. Like I was, she was talking and talking and talking, and I was just drawing something. And I was not paying attention, I didn't care. Because where, I mean, where I come from, you don't really think about college or going to the university that much because, you know, the resources are limited. So we don't really talk about that. So I didn't care about what she was saying. But then at the end of the speech, she comes to me and she's like, what are you doing? You were not paying attention to me. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, but I was just, you know, like I was drawing something. She's like, can I see the drawing? I'm like, yeah, I showed it to her. And she's like, you have talent. She's like, you have talent. Why are you not paying attention to this? You, you can do this for a living. Like you can get a scholarship, right? So then she ended up inviting me to the college, and then I begged my dad to take me there because he, 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 he's not an artistic person. So he doesn't see the value in art. And he thought that, you know, he always thought that I was just doing this for fun. Like, oh, he just likes drawing, whatever, you know? Like, he never paid attention to that. So we ended up going to the college, and um, I took my portfolio, all my drawings and my paintings and all of that, and then the lady was, like, impressed. She's like, I love it. Um, and they actually ended up offering me a scholarship, right? Everything paid, studies, house and everything. But I was underage, so my dad ended up not signing the papers because he that's not what he wanted me to do after high school. And that really took me down. Like, I lost the scholarship, dude. I could be, like, a professional painter now, whatever, but I lost this, I lost it. I mean, wow. and after that, I just, I kind of just gave up on my dreams and doing that. And I just didn't have a creative outlet. I just wasn't doing anything talk for myself. I want to talk a little bit about where you went in that moment when your father declined to allow you to move forward and pursue something that you love so much and was such a large dream for you you know what did that what did that do to you during that you know that year or two that you um stopped doing art and all that um it took me to a very bad place like i said i just i mean it got into my head dude like it got in my head and i just made i just believed it you know, I made my brain believe that I couldn't do it, that I, that was just not something good for me, that was I was never going to be able to make a living out of it, and I was never going to be happy because that's, by doing that, I was happy, right? I wasn't happy by being a cashier at a gas station because that's where I worked at the time when I was a senior, right? I mean, I wasn't happy doing that, and I just knew that that, that wasn't what I wanted to do. But then when my dad came and, and, and made me believe this, or I made myself believe it. I thought that I was just gonna stay at a gas station my whole life, being a cashier and not and being miserable because I wasn't doing anything for myself. 
And I, you know, I just, again, before back in the Salvador, I was just not doing good. I was doing things, hanging out with the, with the wrong people. So I started doing the same over here. I started going out, drinking, even got into drugs. And I believe that was the reason why, because I was just miserable. I was not happy. Right. Yeah. So what did you what did you do to to turn all this around and and move forward with you know a newfound love being photography? Unconsciously, I was always looking for something to do. Like I was always I'm I'm, a, I'm an active person. I lo- I love doing I I like to keep myself busy. And especially if it's something that has to do with art and, and that involves my hands and my creativity, right? So unconsciously, I was always looking for that. But like I said, I was just, I just thought that I couldn't do it. But then, you know, like one day I just bought a camera. Like it was super random, dude. Like I just went on Amazon, I bought a $200 camera. I got delivered to my house. I opened it up, I took some pictures. I didn't know how to use it. You know, put it threw, threw it under my bed, and it was there for like six months, and I never used it. <laughs> One day, I was going to Reno with my family. Um, I wasn't driving, luckily, so I took. I you know, I thought it was a good idea to take my camera for my family, take pictures of my family, and whatever I saw over there, whatever was interesting to me. And I think that's the moment I realized, dude, what the hell? This is crazy. Like I can take a moment, capture it, and keep it. And just remember it like remember it like it was yesterday. So right. and that's when that's when that came back to me. Like that passion. I was like, okay, I wanna be able to create something. I want to be able to do something with this. This is something that I was looking for. Like I didn't know that 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 was that's what my brain, my my soul, my heart was looking for. You know, it was just like really unconscious. I, I was doing it, but unconsciously, you know. And I think I was just looking for another creative outlet for me to be happy again. And once I picked up that camera, I kept them going. Dude, I love it. So <laughs> how did you, so you went from obviously just family trip, taking a few photos, taking photos of the family, being like, wow, this is kind of cool. I can just come back to these moments anytime I want. When did you, you know, when did the whole nature and landscape stuff begin? Well, I tried every single style possible before I realized that that's what I wanted to do. Did that's you start what, with like, macro and, like, junk around? I feel like everyone starts with, like, flowers, macro, and just, like, stick around <laughs> the house, you know? They're yeah. just, like, taking photos of things. Dude, yes. So, I mean, once I bought that camera, it wasn't a good camera. I couldn't, even, I couldn't even interchange the lenses or anything. Like, it was just a cheap camera. So one day I go to Best Buy, and I'm like, this is a cool camera. I didn't even know which camera it was, but I asked the guy, hey, how much is this? And then he's like, that's $5,000. I'm like, what the, why, why are cameras so expensive? And then he's like, that's a 5D Mark IV. I didn't know what the hell he was talking about. So I was like, no, I don't, I don't think I want to spend that kind of money on a camera. So then there was another one next to it, and I'm like, how much is this one? He's like, that one's like $3,000. Uh, $3, $3, I'm like, okay. Um, all right, let me get it. Like, it was just like out of, I don't know, I just got it, but I don't know what I was thinking. But <laughs> I was like, let me get that camera. So it was the 6D, the first generation, Canon 6D. Mm-hmm. I still have that camera. Um, 
and I bought a 50 millimeter 1.4 to go with it. And once I realized, dude, I just spent over $3,000 on a camera <laughs> and I don't even know how to use it. Like I had to learn, like, I know I was like, at that point I was like, I had to learn. Right. I just had to learn how to use it. So I started reading the manual and I started like going out by myself. I mean, I, up until a year ago, I didn't have friends to take photos with, you know? So I was just like, I think, yeah, I started with that, like flowers, macro photography and all that. Uh, just random things uh, around the house, in my yard or something. But what were you using that, to learn? Like what resources were you using? YouTube or like where were you going to get information? And, and also... How was reading that manual? That sounds so rough. Reading, Dude, it reading was like, <laughs> you know, like I'm the kind of person that if I have something in my hands and I can't figure it out, dude, I, I can't go to sleep. I can't even sleep. I have to. So I didn't know how to use the camera. And I started, I was really just talking about this with my wife the other day. She's like, remember when you sat down and you were reading that manual? I was so stressed out. Like I was in the, in the bathroom, dude, like running the water taking photos, adjusting the shutter speed just to see what it was like, like what it was for, you know, like just to test that shutter speed, like, cause I didn't know what it did. So, right. and then I read on the manual, like, you know, slow shutter speed, fast shutter speed. So I was like, okay, let me go and test it out. So I was just like taking photos of the sink, dude, like, you know, like with the water running just to see what it was. And yeah, I used a lot of uh, YouTube videos, mostly YouTube, yeah, mostly YouTube videos. Okay. And that's what I've used, yeah. So let's fast forward to today. Your work is, I mean, phenomenal. You have a very, very awesome creative style. And I'd love to ask you, like, how do you, I, I really like your eye. How do you approach a scene when you're, when you're getting ready to, to take a photograph? I like to plan it before I even go out, like, I mean, obviously, if it's a new location, I can, you know, like the last post that I, last photo that I posted, there was no way that I could know that there was, you know, that crack was right there or whatever, you know, the rocks. So uh, if I'm going to a place, I always search for the place on Google, like let's say, I don't know, Golden Gate Bridge. And then I start looking at the compositions that people take. And I just like to add my twist to it. So like, you know, like if I think it's too high, like I like low shots with like a lot of detail, and leading lines and something that catches the eye. So I always look for that. I always look for something to add in my foreground. I love foregrounds, dude. Like, I love just to, I think that's something that I always like about photography, adding something to my foreground with a lot of detail. So I'm always looking for that. And, you know, like, I, I'm crazy about centering things, like, right in the center. And if it's not right there, I don't like it. I hate it. So, yeah, I kind of like to uh, plan that before I even go out and shoot. And then once I'm out in the field with like an idea, you know, I already saw this photo from you. I'm not going to take the same photo, but I'm going to use it as inspiration to go and find my own composition. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's how I approach my photos. Like I just look for inspiration before I go out and then I look for my own when I'm, you know, when I'm out in the field shooting. I love it. Let me ask you this. I meant to ask this before, but why did you choose to become a photographer? Like, what's your, like, why do you do what you do? Why do you get out of bed every morning and take photos? It's so rewarding, dude. Like, getting up so early in the morning, then 
hiking like an hour or something, I don't know, coming back with a photo and like making it look that way and being able to say, dude, like it took me so much to take this photo, but it came out the way I, the way I wanted. I created that. I like that. You know, I like to, to say that I created that. And, you know, like inspiring people too. Like I'm, I'm, I'm at a point where like sometimes I get DMs from people and they're like, dude, I, I took this photo inspired by you or your last post or something like that. I love that too. Uh, not because of the recognition, but because I know that there's a lot of people out there that need that kind of, you know, that push, you know, like, hey, dude, you can do it too, you know, like, you, you, you have the potential to do this. You know, it's just getting out there and, like, believing in yourself and inspiring people. I think that that's what pushes me and drives me the most about photography. Dude, I love it. What, what have been some of the biggest obstacles for you as a photographer? Well, I have a family. I have a family that I have to take care of. I have a two-year-old daughter. I'm married. So my family is first. Right. Like, you know, like before I even go out and take photos, I have to take my wife out to eat. I have to sit down and watch a movie with them. You know, like they're first. They're, they're first in my life. So I have to, first of all, go and, and work my eight hours so that I can bring food to the table because with photography, I'm not at that point yet. And so I have to take care of all of that first and then make time for something that I like doing, for something that's for me. Yep. No, that's admirable, man. I, uh, dude, 21, man, and you got yeah. your priorities, everything straight, taking care of your family, your wife. Dude, I love it. I, I love your, where your focus is and the order of the things that you are focused on is definitely in the right place. So keep, keep that up. <laughs> <laughs> right on, dude. How has, so like, what's, let me ask you this, like, what's, What's your ultimate goal with photography today? I understand that things change, uh, but as far as today, what would that be? I want to be able to make a living out of this. And, and I see an opportunity here, and I found the potential in myself. Like, I found the potential. I know I have the potential to do it. Not to brag about it. Like, it's not, I'm not trying to say that I'm better than anybody or anything, but... If I got to this to the point where like I've learned photography, not completely because I keep on learning every day, but if I got to the point where I can do this, I know I can get like much, much, much farther down the road, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I know that I can build something out of this and, and make a living out of this, out of something that I like doing, that I love doing, that fills my soul with happiness. So that's what I want to be able to do, you know? Oh yeah, I love it, man. You have such a good head on your shoulders. You're very positive. You're very optimistic. You have a lot of faith. Where does that come from? Are you is that, is that coming naturally? Is that coming from do you have a mentor in your life? Is it coming from books, podcasts? Like, uh, you know, where are you getting some of this stuff that's helping feed your mind and exercise your mind so that you can create a future, you know, that you'll truly love and, and, and enjoy? Um, my mom, my mother, dude, uh, she's a fuck, she's a warrior, bro. She's, she's fighting. Like <laughs> she's a beast. <laughs> That's all I can say. My mom is, uh, so like I said, my dad, uh, left when, before I was even born. So my mom was my, my, my father and my mother, dude, like she raised me. 
having a full-time job. Sometimes I remember we used to live uh, with a family member of my dad. So we were like, that was in our house. We had a little bit for the both of us. And so we come from nothing, bro. I come from nothing. And yet my mom was able to build her own reality. And she, you know, she learned something out of, you know, like me, like I learned photography without going to school or anything. My mom learned cosmetology the same way. And she just never gave up, dude. Uh, I mean, right now she has her own business. She's not, I mean, she's not rich, but she doesn't need anything from anybody. You know, and then she's she's able to help the family whenever she can. And seeing that as I grew up, I think that that's just that just taught me that anything is possible if you set your mind to it and, and if you keep a positive mind, you know, like a positive way of thinking and, and if you just find that one thing that sparks your, you know, that just pushes you to keep on going. You have to find something because life, life is not easy, bro. Life is hard and you're always going to run into obstacles and all that. But if you let that get to you, you're going to fail. You are going to go down and, and, and it's really, really hard to get out of a place like that, you know, where you like, you just feel like you can't do anything, where you just make yourself believe that you're not capable of doing anything. Mm. So... So seeing the way my mom worked, because I remember times where she didn't even have money for, for us to eat, or well, she had money for me, for my food, but then she wouldn't eat because she didn't have any more money, right? So remember those, remembering those things and then remembering the way I lived before I came to the United States, I did, I never needed anything. I had everything that I needed, not everything that I wanted, but everything that I needed to survive. So that pushes me, that just tells me I can do the same. I can build a fucking empire if I want to. And that's helped, that helped me keep a positive state of mind, you know? Whenever I feel down, I'm like, okay, this is just another obstacle. Like, I have to get through it. I can't let this let this take me down. Like I came all this way to just give up. No, I can't do that. Facts. Yeah. You gotta, you always got to push, man. You always got to push forward and, and keeping uh, an alkaline mindset, you know, is one of the healthiest things you can do to empower you to stay on track with your goals so that you can, you know, reach the destination at some point. You know, you just got to stick to the stick to the the plan and plans change and being able to, you know, be like water. Right. Yeah. Um, what do you I guess what's next? Like, what are you most excited about uh, right now? You got anything special you're working on, anything you're launching or anything that's just got you all stoked? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I do. Actually, <laughs> thanks for asking. Um <laughs> Yeah, I'm actually trying to start my own business with my so my wife does makeup and then my sister and I does hair and I do the photography. So why not put all of that together and just provide those services? I'm still working on it. I'm still working on those plans, yes. but I know it's you know, I know it's gonna work. I mean I already make money out of photography. Mm-hmm. Not as much because I have my full time job and I have to take care of that first. But I mean, at some point I wanna be able to just take care of my own business. And so that's something that I'm working on right now. And, and also, I mean, 
as always, just trying to get better at what I do, because you never stop learning, right? Do you, have you found anyone that does something similar? Do you know anyone that has like a, a group like that or a business like that? Actually, no, I haven't, and that's why I'm excited to do it. I, I mean, I'm pretty sure there's like other companies that do the same out there, but I don't know anybody that does it. Yeah, I was just more or less saying you should find who is doing it, find who's doing it well. Yeah. And then that, like, if you just reverse engineer what they're doing, that'll give you a roadmap. And then you just add your sauce. Your sauce is the way you do things, the way you guys communicate, the way you guys speak to people, the experience that you guys provide for people, uh, being in your presence, the energy that you guys bring to your shoots, the way you guys make people feel and all those, all those things. Right. But outside of that, uh, the core is simple, right? It's like, hey, like we do hair, makeup, and we're here to take images, you know? So it's wedding yeah. or you got a big dance or corporate event or whatever it may be. It's like, you know, we can take care of you, make you feel confident, look good, feel good, you know, and, and then capture the moment and hand it to you. And yeah. so I often will re- recommend people to find someone that's crushing it at what you want to do, reverse engineer their success. And then now you don't have to figure it out. You don't have to spend a bunch of time making mistakes and stuff. Cause you're trying to do it from scratch when it's like, dude, there's just no need to do that. Someone's already done it. Yeah. Just look at what they did and then you know, make it yours. And so, right. uh, dude, I'm stoked for you. I, I look forward to, to watching you continue to grow and, and to move into this, this next chapter of your journey um, that sounds fantastic. I think it's a great idea to to partner like that, to collaborate and to leverage other people's talents to bring everything together to provide, you know, a, just a very unique experience and product that a lot of people can't do. Right. Right. Yeah. Thank you, dude. So that's no, that's cool. I mean, I, I see it all the time, you know, in our office. I have a buddy, my buddy Fudo he does a lot of portraits and stuff out of our office and he works with these teams and they come in and there's hair and fashion and makeup and it's like a thing. Um, but when you have a squad already, then it's easier. Oh yeah. It's way easier than having to work with brand new people and, and different things like that. So, uh, I love that. I love where your, where your head's at and I'm just six, dude, you're 21. That just makes me excited that you just, <laughs> just do it. You know, don't be afraid yeah. to fail. Just do it. Just, just Send it right. and keep it moving, man. Stay positive, learn, grow, and you're gonna have a blast. Yeah, I mean the way I see it is the way I see it is if it works, amazing, great. I'll be super happy. If it doesn't, it's a learning experience, you know. Like I won't I won't stay there. I'll keep going and look for something else to do. You know, like yep. what's meant to be yeah. will be, man. Just give it yeah. all, the only thing you can do is give it a hundred percent. Because if you give anything a hundred percent, you don't ever have any regrets. But when you when you half-ass things, like that's when you oftentimes have a bunch of regrets because you know you didn't actually give it your all. So, amen. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about like social media? Like, how do you feel about Instagram? Coming from that's so wild. Coming from like El Salvador, where you don't have. Do you have apps? I mean, were you using? I guess you probably did have. You had a phone. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like, bro, I have a phone. <laughs> yeah, no, I just think it's funny because uh, a lot of people think that, dude, like, I don't live in the jungle out there. Like, <laughs> no, no offense, but, like, I'm like, dude, I, we don't live in the jungle. Like, <laughs> you're in the city. Uh, yeah, so there's, there's Instagram out there, too. 
But um, no, but I I do think there's there's a difference in in the way it is used out there and the way it is used over here, mm-hmm. because people over there don't know that that's a tool. Instagram is a tool. Like Instagram is a great tool to to build a brand, to to market your work, and, you know, like to just put yourself out there and make money out of it. You know, like I've never, I don't think I I would ever be able to make money out of photography if it wasn't for Instagram, if it wasn't because I put my, my work out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the, the bad side is always getting caught, caught up in, you know, likes and, and engagement and just comments and all of that. Of course, yeah, they help. The more likes you get, the more exposure, the more people see your work and the more opportunities you probably get to, you know, make money out of it. But if you get that, if you, if you let that get to you, then you're not focusing on your work. You're not making yourself better. Like in my case, I can I can totally say that I let it I let it get to me at some point. Right. And that's the moment I stopped growing. That's the moment I stopped learning and becoming better at what I do because I was so focused on getting likes and comments and futures and all of that. And it's really that's really not making me better. I mean, yeah, somewhere a few more hundred of people are looking at my at my work, but it's really not making me better. You know. Right. That dude, that stuff, that's that's so true, man. You gotta you gotta leverage Instagram in a healthy way. And the funny thing is, so many people focus their attention on getting likes and features and all these different things. And like I understand, and like you said, that does help. But guess what? If you really want likes, if you really want features, if you really want to grow, if you want more business, it's like just slay it. Be the master of right. your craft. Be the baddest dude. Like, the dude that isn't trying to outwardly work the game, he's just in the trenches playing and creating. If you're the dude that's creating the wildest images, and like people are going to find you. Like, your work will spread on its own organically. You don't have to play the games and try to get in engagement pods and do all these silly things. It's like, focus on the craft. Focus on your work. You know, and the, and the rest will, like, someone will see your photo at some point and... They'll be like, oh, my gosh, I don't know who this kid is. He doesn't have that many followers. He's insane. Like, we have to, like, holler at him. We need to work with him. We need to hire him or whatever it may be. Like, your yeah. work speaks for itself. Like, um, you know, sadly, some people with larger followings do get work that, to be honest, aren't really that great of photographers. Uh, <laughs> but I think a lot of those are also short-lived. Like, you know, I see yeah. a lot of those guys, you know, appear and disappear overnight i think because you know the work's not that great to begin with and um so anywho focus on the 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 stuff that matters which is the content um and being an artist and having something to say Um, what do you stand for you got something to say like when you 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 spend a lot of time creating uh photos and stuff what do you want to communicate with the art that you're putting out into the world that's just my art that's what i like doing so you know, like, you like my portraits, that's fine. You can see them once in a while if I post anything, but I'm not going to start just doing that just because you like it. It's, I mean, it's my art, so make your own art, post your own art, you know. Is there a deeper message, though, with your art? Like, is there, like, you've experienced a lot in life, and so do you try to express any of that? Do you do you try to express, you know, to people to have faith or to 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 go against the grain, to push for what you love or whatever it may be? 
Like, is there a deeper I mean, meaning to, to what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, I get a lot of DMs. Like, dude, how do you how do you do that? Like, how do you how did you learn all of this? Did you go to school? No, that's my message. Like, I've never went to school for this. I've never been to school. I just picked up a camera once and I put the effort and the time to do it and to learn. And and today I'm so happy that I that I'm able to create these images that a year or two years ago I was admiring and I was like, dude, I was I'm never gonna be able to create that. Like I was in that state of mind. Mm-hmm. So so I guess my message when I post all these pictures that people some people think that are great, you know, some people won't like them, but if you think they're great, that's just a motivation for you. Okay, you have to put the time and the effort into it. You have the potential. Like the potential is inside you. I found that potential in me. So why can't you do the same? Right? Yep. You have you you have all the tools and all the knowledge and all the, the potential and all the energy to do it. You just have to find it and, and, and you know, discipline yourself too. Like I gotta do this. Like you know, yeah. stop leaving it for tomorrow. Like you can't do it. Bro, I love it. The potential is already in you. The potential is in every single one of us. You know, you just have to look for it. That's so true. And there's no point in, in looking and watching anyone else because it's like, yeah. that's not it. You can do it. Like, literally, write potential on a glass and drink that every day. When you drink that water, just know you're drinking, but more potential uh, to succeed, potential to grow, potential to learn, potential to be your best, potential for whatever you need, but potential for, but just know that it is inside you. Yeah. Um, and I really loved, I love how you emphasize um, on that. Sorry about that damn Google messages. <laughs> uh, but camera gear. So you're shooting on a 6D. What's your go-to lens? Yeah, so I actually shoot with the 6D Mark II now, which is, I feel like, not not really, you know, I feel like it's, it's a it's a full frame, but not the best full frame, so whatever. But I use uh, my go-to lens, I would say 16 to 35, mm-hmm. 2.8. Um, I love that lens. And my second lens, I would say two, uh, 70 to 200 millimeter. I love to compress shots uh, that I can get with those. Those are the main two lenses that I use. Okay. I love that 70 to 200. I'm looking back at your feed. What else you got? What else you got for gear? Is that you dad podding it or are you just handheld or? Um, I use my tripod a lot. Most of the times um, I use my tripod. Um, super dad. Long exposure, I use uh, filters. I only, actually, I only have one filter, which is a 10 stop. <laughs> and a lot of people are like, bro, you should get more, Like, but I better work with that. So. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. Yeah, dude, work with you, Mary. Your, the, your tools are your tools. You don't need to do anything that anyone says. Yeah. So I'm looking at your feed. What happened to your portraits? I noticed you used to take a ton of portraits, and then you just stopped. I still do. I just don't post them anymore. Oh, okay. I, um, I get it, bro. You want to, you know, Instagram and the feed and the <laughs> colors and the look, and I get it, bro. You don't even... No, actually, you know what? Uh, that's funny that you mentioned that. But no, at some point, yes, I oh, started posting. <laughs> Give me a different answer than what I used to always hear. <laughs> at some point, yes, I, I stopped posting like portraits and all of that because I wanted to have a consistent feed. Mm. But I mean, if you go back just a few, a few 
you know, if you go just like down a little bit and then I have like these yeah. black and white portraits that I posted um, and that was like a street series. I don't care about posting them anymore. That's just not what I like doing. Gotcha. Like if, if I have to, yeah, if I have to choose, it's going to be nature all the time on top of portrait and all of that. And that's the only reason why I post more nature in that portrait. But I do have another account that I was using. But I usually just, you know, share my portraits on my stories and stuff like that if I do take any. Gotcha. I dig it. It's good to hear that you're still... Just do what... As long as you're doing whatever you enjoy doing. You know, a lot of people, I feel like, are, like, shooting a certain type of photography, even though they enjoy a different type of photography so much more, but because of Instagram and their feed and their following and... Yeah. It's kind of this weird thing. It's like, you know, at some point you got to feed the soul too you can't just chase uh the money you got to really do what you want to do right because i mean i know that there's i mean i know it's easier to get money by shooting portraits by shooting like a grad session or something right but i mean and i still do it i mean i i do weddings and i do engagement shoots and stuff like that but you know the moment i post a portrait in my nature feed it's going to be because I'm really proud of it. Like, I'm really, really proud of it. And I want everybody to see it. But other than that, if I do it just for work, that's not really what I... I, I mean, I love doing it. I love doing any kind of photography. But, you know, just nature wins all the time. <laughs> Landscape, right. so. Dude, I, I, uh, I'm just checking out your site right now and looking at some of the prints and stuff. Your work is just so awesome. I saw you have this tutorial on here. Um, yeah, dude, you got to get a video preview so that someone can at least uh, get like a you know like a demo, yeah, just to yeah, see yeah. to see what it's about. Cause I'm sure it's great, but it's probably tough for people just to buy off of a few photos, right? Because even I'm curious. I'm like, yeah, I'm just I'd love to just see like a quick demo of what this is. But that makes me happy that you're working on products like tutorials and and tools and things like that that you can. Uh, leverage in your business you don't have to depend on just one source of income it's always good to have multiple sources of income if it works out that way Uh, I was curious what tools do you use for post-processing it looks like from the tutorial it looks like Photoshop Uh, Photoshop 90% of the time yeah okay so you don't even so what do you you use Lightroom at all just a tad bit probably just for some Um, just to like store my photos like (laughs) like organize my photos but then uh I use camera rack filter if I do need to use uh, Lightroom tools. Um, but most of it, 90% of it is Photoshop. And I'm curious, why do you... Uh, there's, I mean, there's a lot of photographers that are th- the opposite, right? 90% Lightroom, 10% Photoshop. Uh, I'm curious, yeah. what is it that you prefer in Photoshop versus Lightroom, or is it just kind of like a preference you just think? Yeah, well, I mean, honestly, when I started doing photography, I just had this idea that Photoshop is the way to go. Like, I never actually cared to learn Lightroom that much. So if you ask me today, I can do the basics, but I don't know a whole lot about Lightroom. (laughs) So since day one, I kind of just started putting my my focus and effort on on Photoshop, and I kind of just learned how to use it in a better way. and I just love the control that you have of the image. And then I'm, I don't necessarily have to like replace the sky or anything like that. I mean, right. you know, like a lot of the photos are just like 
the actual photo, I just like enhance the color, edit the light and stuff like that. Uh, but I just feel like you have a lot more control over the photo. No, absolutely. I respect yeah. it. And it makes perfect sense to me. Like basically my recommendation, if anyone came to me and someone was like, I want to learn, I want to be a photographer and that's what I want to do. I'd be like, okay, you should grab Adobe Lightroom so you can edit your photos. If someone was like, hey, I'm an artist. I want to do photography, but I'm into music and design and magazine stuff and interior design. And I want to have my own creative. Like, I just, I'd be like, hey, Photoshop. Like, yeah. that, that, that program will just, if you can learn that program, you'll be able to use it in everything that you do. And it'll give you so much more opportunity. And so someone like you being artistically gifted and being into different types of visual arts, it makes a lot of sense to, you know, that Photoshop would be your main tool because you can apply it to so many other things. Right. <laughs> which is awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I mean, I, I think a lot of people don't like the fact that you can, like, replace the sky or something like that. I'll try it if I have to. You know, I'll do it if I have to. Right. Um, that's, but, no, that's yeah. no reason to dislike a program, though, because like, right. like, hey, yeah, you, you can do a lot in the program. Doesn't mean you need to. Like, right. guess exactly. what? You can you can cut you can cut your steak with this knife in your kitchen, or you can stab someone. Like, <laughs> you know, you shouldn't. You should probably just use it. Yeah, <laughs> do what you no, need and, to do and, with it. But that's you know. Yeah. Exactly. That's why that you're saying that because I mean, when people ask me, and I'm like, yeah, I use Photoshop. Uh, well, they probably instantly are like, oh, he's. Oh, okay. Crazy stuff to his photos. She's manipulating the photo, and a lot of times, most of the time, she's like, "No, I'm not. I'm just using what I have and just making the photo, you know, like enhancing it, whatever." Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm sure I could. I could. In today's landscape, I can. I could definitely understand how you run into people that could probably have something to say about you utilizing Photoshop. Yeah. Cool. Well, dude, we're coming towards a wrap here. I'd love to, to end the podcast with you just sharing some words of wisdom uh, and love with the AOV community. And so um, I know you listen to the podcast, so whenever yeah. you're ready, feel free to take the floor and share some just beautiful words of wisdom with the AOV community. For sure. I would say, dude, my advice to anybody that's listening, to anybody that's ever gone through tough times and like or if you are going through you know that if you're stuck in that place where like you feel like you can't do anything or you feel like you're not capable of doing it I, let me tell you that you can like I just want to tell you that you can do it and look for help like I mean I've looked for help in other people I have great friends that you know like help me just feel better because I I mean I'm positive and and I always try to stay positive, but truth is I'm not always positive. <laughs> you know, like I, I have my moments too, where like I just feel down, like I feel stuck, like I feel like I can't do things. So, you know, talking to someone else, it helps a lot. But you have to find the why you're doing it, the reasons you're doing what you're doing, the reason why you get up in the morning and get home late and stay up all night editing or something. You have to know the reason why you're doing it because otherwise it's just like really easy to be like, okay, I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm going to quit today, right? And then, you know, like I said before, the potential is inside everybody. The potential is inside you. You have to find it. You have to find the one thing that inspires you the most to keep on creating. And you have all the tools. You have all the resources. You just have to put the time into it. 
the effort into it. Yeah. Fernando Miron <laughs> at Firm Shots 510 underscore on Instagram. Make sure to give the kid a follow. Make sure to check him out. I appreciate you so much for coming on the show today. It's been a real, real honor to have you on the show. For all you guys out there listening to the podcast, be sure to subscribe to the AOV podcast on iTunes. Spotify, subscribe on YouTube. We pretty much Google Play Store. We have it everywhere. Um, please subscribe. Feel free to check out the shop. We got a brand new website up, shop.artivisuals.com. We have some new editing tools in there. We got music we're starting to, to sell now for you video creators out there. Appreciate you guys listening to the show and stay tuned for the next episode. Hey guys, thanks for listening to another episode of the AOV Podcast. Our goal here at Art of Visuals is to keep everything free and to keep creating great tools and resources for you guys to utilize to, to achieve all your guys' dreams in the photography, filmmaking, and content creation world, even entrepreneurship. With that said, we've picked up Adorama as a sponsor to help us cover some of our costs, and we're grateful for them. All we ask of you guys is if you're going to purchase gear, we'd really love it if you guys would head over to Adorama.com and make your purchase there instead of elsewhere. And just know that when you guys do that, you guys will also somewhat be supporting Art of Visuals and allowing us to continue to create great content for you guys, uh, like our podcast, our free app, and a lot of the other great things we do. Also, if you listen to the podcast, all of the AOV presets are now free. So check out our website shop.artivisuals.com go get some free presets the artist presets are still for sale if you want to support the artist and you should support the artist uh, just know that that money goes to them and we're also going to be reworking that commission structure here in the next month so we're really stoked about that but go get some free presets and if you guys want to buy gear please support us help us out go to adorama.com peace